What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show here on Sherdog.com. My name is Sean Sheehan, and I am back with the bets for the week in the world of mixed martial arts. It's uh, a big weekend. Um, there is a, a top, top level UFC lightweight main event going down, and I will be heading to Dublin for uh, a really big uh, Bellator event, 21 fights scheduled at the time of recording. Um, a middleweight title fight in the main event. Aaron Pico is back. Sinead Kavanaugh has a big fight um, on the card as well as, uh, you know, all the Irish people you're used to, Peter Queeley, Brian Moore, uh, Et Al, and we'll uh, we'll be checking all them out uh, over the course of the, the weekend. But I'm here with your bets for uh, for some of, uh, some of those fights. Do you know what? This week... It, it, there's a lot of field bets this week. I'd, I, I'd nearly say my first four bets are all kind of field bets. They're all relatively close enough prices, but we'll get to them uh, in a second. And the flyer this week is, is a bit different as well, so we'll get to that also. Before we do, though, we have to review last week. And again, I clean my microphone here. Uh, it was a good week. Um, it, it was a good week mixed with an unlucky week, we would say. When you have five bets... And two of them in the draws. <laughs> that's 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 always slightly unlucky. Uh, and this one was unlucky as well. So the two that in the draws, obviously we gave you Valentina Shevchenko. Um, but for the 10-8 in the fifth round, she would have won. Um, but for the big mistake she made in the, the fifth round, she would have won as well. But look, shoulda, woulda, coulda. That's the name of the game. And, and, and that's what happened. And she didn't win. Uh, Jack of Vishlak as well. He was miles ahead on the cards. An illegal kick uh, towards, well, I think was it the fourth round of the, the main event over in KSW. Got deducted two points, went to the cards. And it was, uh, what was it, a technical draw? Technical, I don't know, whatever it was. Uh, but very good judging as well, I must say, uh, over there from the, the KSW crew. Um, but at the same time, ruined our bet, so thanks very much, lad. Uh, but the, the other three hit. Again, a flyer hit. Uh, we got uh, Della Madalena to win by decision. Um it was at plus 350, but I think in a couple of places you might have been able to get it around plus 400, so that was a, a very good bet, and I think that was, again, good judging to, to send him uh, away as the winner. I think he uh, he did win over Kevin Holland. I think it was, um, you know, it was a good fight, but I, I do think that Madalena was by far the better fighter. And then the other two were uh, pretty good prices. Minus 110 for Tracy Cortez. Obviously, she got the, the better of uh, Jazz Davicius. Uh, and then uh, Michael Mikalski over in KSW. I was very, very confident in that one, a plus 175. And uh, it hit. He got a good win there over his uh, somewhat rookie opponent, who, who will be back again, I'm sure, in the future. So... All in all, it was it was a pretty good week, I suppose. You know, um, those other two, we really like we were on for five out of five there. We really were on for five out of five. But look, that's the world. Still, if you can hit it plus three fifty, I don't think anyone is too mad. Along with a uh, a plus one seven five, along with a minus one ten. If you bet the five of them, I think you're probably pretty happy coming up on uh, on Sunday morning last. So we will, uh, yeah, we will leave there. Just the. Results uh, overall, 64 of 130 bets, um, you know, which is coming up on the 50-50 the ratio, so not, not 
you know, not too bad. I'm happy enough with that. And then 13 of 33 overall with the Flyers, which I'm absolutely delighted by, considering, you know, they're always plus 350, plus 500, plus 700, even plus 1400 last week, if you tuned in. So I'm delighted to have, you know, handed out 13 Flyer winners this year. I think that's pretty good. So uh, let's move on. Let's talk about next week. Um, so I've got uh, three bets from the UFC, one bet from Bellator, and then... The, the the flyer this week is a special Bellator parlay we're going for. First things first, though, let's talk about the uh, UFC bets. Um, and my first pick of the week, as and this price again has moved around in the last couple of days, but the best price you can get at the moment minus one fifty for Rafael Fiziev over Matias Gamrod uh, in their fight, obviously in the UFC main event now. I I think this I'm minus one fifty now. This is a this is a kind of a precipice price for me. If this goes out, I'm looking here at minus one seven five. If that goes out any bit more, if that goes out to minus one eight five, maybe minus two hundred. I don't think I'd be betting on it then, right? But I do like it at minus one fifty. And I like when I looked at the prices, the way it was moving, it, it was it started at minus one seven four, then came in all the way to minus one fifty. And in some places it's moved out, and actually it was minus one four five at one stage as well. I was kind of thinking at that price maybe it's coming in and it's going to continue to, to come in, and maybe we'll end up at minus one, you know, one thirty or one twenty five maybe. Uh, the fact it's kind of turned and gone the other way will tell you exactly, you know, exactly the thinking there. Let's be honest. I think people liked it at that price. I think people bet it at that price, and obviously the bookmakers reacted and have turned that price around the other way, um, and. I think, uh, I'll say it again, there's, there's a sweet spot there. I think that minus 150 is probably the sweet spot. And and I like to bet at that price, but any anything more probably wouldn't. Here's the reason for it. I think, I just think Fiziev has more of a speciality about him than Gamron. And what I mean by that is, Sometimes when there's an even fight, and I said this last week with the Jack Della Maddalena, um, Kevin Holland fight, right? That that fight to me was two guys whose athletic ability would almost, uh, you know, offset the other. I think they're both really, really good athletes. Usually when Della Maddalena fights someone, he's the better athlete. Usually when Kevin Holland fights someone, he's by far the better athlete. And I thought that was going to offset each other. It did, I think, in the fight, and in the guy with the better technique won, which, in my opinion, was, in that case, Della Maddalena. In this one, I think, we're coming in here against two guys who are very, very well-rounded, right? And I would argue Mat- Matthias Kamrat is more well-rounded now, right? Um, but is being more well-rounded going to win you the fight, or is being a kind of a special fighter in one way, which I think Fiziev is more on the feet, is that going to get you? Which which of those two things are going to get you to win? Like being slightly better of an all-rounder fighter, or being, I, I would say, maybe slightly, slightly or a lot better of a speciality kind of striker, right? Um, and this is this is an interesting debate, I suppose, we can have about MMA. And usually, I would be kind of torn, but for this one, I'm just leaning Fiziev. Like you look at Leon Edwards, right? He's I suppose his speciality is his well-roundedness. He's become a champion because he is unbelievably well-rounded. I say it all the time. He's not the best 
uh, at anything probably. He's not the best striker. He's not the best grappler. He's not the best in the clinch. He's very, very, very good in all of them. And that has brought him to a world championship, right? Now, I I just think with Gamrot, he has all of that. Like, he's, he's Leon Edwards-ish, kind of. Uh, and... The problem I see with that owner, right, there's there's no problem with it necessarily, right? That is what you should want. That's what you should aim for. That's what you should be as an MMA fighter, right? But when you get into divisions, like, you know, like, like, like uh, Welterweight, now Leon Edwards is the fine and I was wrong. I, I didn't think he'd be a champion. I was absolutely wrong and maybe I'd be wrong about Cameron as well. The well-roundedness only works as a game to get to the very, very, very top if there's no one else who is also extremely well-rounded and has something special, like, in my opinion, Fiziev has, right? So, if you had another Leon Edwards, but this Leon Edwards had, like, a bullet... I, I was going to say a bullet of a high kick. Wait, maybe the one we know we have now is a bullet of a high kick. But, but let's say, like, a bullet... You know, a bullet left hand to put people out like McGregor, or a bullet right hand like Junior Dos Santos to put people out. Now, he would beat the Leon Edwards that's there at the moment, right? Now, maybe, maybe people would argue, maybe he wouldn't, maybe he'd rely on that too much and the well-rounded Leon Edwards would beat him. Okay, that's fair enough, right? But I think, generally, I would favour the guy with a, something a little bit special as long as it's even elsewhere. And that's kind of, and again, I told you at the very start, feel this week. My, my, my opinions are feel this week more than anything else. Um... There's, there's two things to this as well, right? Um, from Fizia's side, one from Fizia's side and one's from Gamrat's side. So Fizia now, I think the big issue with him over uh, over his UFC career was he ha- wasn't able to get the opportunities maybe. You know, he fought some good guys, absolutely. Like, you know, he fought Bobby Green, he fought Brad Riddell, Marcia Casey, who's a very, very good fighter and all this. Um, but in his last two, you know, he's had seven and a half rounds against Dos Anjos and Gaethje and did pretty well in both of those fights. Obviously he did very well in the Dos Anjos fight finishing him and, you know, it was a majority decision against uh, against Justin Gaethje. So that top level um, work is now there, right? So he knows the level he has to get and you see a lot with fighters, say like, like a physio, if he's only 30 years of age uh, this year, they they see that level and they rise to it. No, maybe maybe they won't. Maybe he won't. Right? Maybe he won't. But I I think he will. The thing and the difference between that and what Gamrat is, who's only a couple of years older than him, right? He he'll be thirty three year this year. So you know there is three years in it. Thirty two at the moment. I actually think he has reached that level a long time ago, but it was just you know it was in KSW right, and he put a lot of his prime years into being one of the best guys in KSW against other really, really, really good guys in KSW. Like the, and the facts speak for themselves. When he came to the UFC, okay, he, he lost a split decision to cut to the lads out, but then, you know, he beat Holzman, Stevens, Ferreira, Tsariuk, and Turner. And okay, he lost to Darius in the middle of that. But, you know, he had fought lads like, you know, Norman Park, who was never should have been caught from the UFC uh, a couple of times, three times, in fact. He fought Clever uh, Koike, who is the champion over in uh, in Risen. You know, he fought Mansour Bornui, who will be fighting this weekend in um, in Bellator, who's one of the top lightweights in the world. 
Andre Winner when he was a young fight only what four or five fights into his career he's had so many big fights tough fights like you know fights on massive cards as well that he's kind of been there and done that for a long time and I suppose the freshness and the level reaching of Fiziev that he's doing now is maybe a thing that Gamrat has done a while back and I just want like Mike, I've I've a kind of a question about that rather than uh, a call on it. Like, was it a bit too far back? Like, was is is Gamrat reaching this point in his career maybe a little bit too late? Like, he's performed well in all of those fights recently, but you know the Turner fight. I think if that was Fiziev in there, I think Fiziev would have caused him a lot of problems. So that's kind of the reason why I'm going for Fiziev. I just think. What Fiziev has done over the last while will bring him on a lot. And I think Gamrat is the finished article. And the last point I want to make is a major point. I think it's easier for someone to prepare for Gamrat than it is for Fiziev because Fiziev is going to be a more of a changing fighter and has been over the last while. Whereas Gamrat, as I said again, he is that fighter. He is, you know, in his prime. He has been a prime fighter for a good few years now and you know a static target in terms of ability and game planning is a lot easier than one that's moving so for that reason i'm going to go for fiziev uh to win at minus 150 right uh my next pick from the ufc is going to be bryce mitchell um who's fighting daniga and he is available right now at minus one seven five. Now a bit of a obviously a bit of a uh, a higher bet here, but and and you know he opened up at minus one twenty five, which to me is amazing. I think that's why the price has gone out an awful lot. Um, if you look at Bryce Mitchell's uh, prior fights, right, we forget the 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 Taboria one um, for uh, for a minute, but like Barboza, he opened up minus one six three. Minus one one seven uh, against Feely, Bobby Moffat. Uh, he was the underdog. He was a favorite against Tyler Diamond. He was minus uh, five fifty uh, against uh, Medina. Like, and, and he, uh, there's two other ones there. He was below minus two hundred in, in all of them. I actually think people maybe underestimate. You know, you know, apart from Medina fight there, I think they underestimate how good Bryce Mitchell actually is and how effective he is now. Maybe effective is the is the the better word there than 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 good or or you know well rounded or anything like that. We you know it's very easy to look at someone when they fight um, against Elliot Taboria and say oh he you know he's been kind of showing up a little bit there he's not well rounded you know but Elliot Taboria is in my opinion if not the second best the third best one forty five in the world. He's brilliant. He is absolutely and utterly fantastic. And to lose to him is no shame. But all the guys I mentioned before that, Bryce Mitchell beat them all. He beat Barbosa, he beat Feely, he beat Rosa, etc., etc., etc. He beat Tyler Diamond, who's a very good fighter as well. Um, And I think, uh, so there's, there's, there's a clear road to victory here for, um, uh, for Bryce Mitchell. Wrestle, 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 wrestle. Now, that clear road to victory has an Elia Taporia sized bump in it because we see it, we see it regularly. I, I think we saw it at the weekend with Shevchenko. You know, her performance was was good, but not 
a Shevchenko of old performance. And I think that was a mentality thing more than anything else, right? Sometimes a mentality thing can help you. Look, look at uh, Adesanya in the second fight against Pereira. I think the mentality thing really helped him in that fight. You know, some people, and I think Adesanya is a good uh, example of this, when he's pushed to the pin of his collar, he actually rises to it, you know, and does very well. But when he's kind of expected to win or something, you know, and you know, maybe he doesn't do as well or he costs a little bit or whatever. And it depends. Like, that's a character thing, and that's a very good character trait on one side of Adesanya and a bad maybe on the other side. But I wonder what Bryce Mitchell will be like in a, in a similar situation. So if and the situation he finds himself in now is he lost um a fight for the first time in his career, right? Uh how is he going to turn around? And not you know, first time in his professional career. How is he going to turn that around? Is it going to be a, a case of I have this setback and it has you know, G'd me up to become an even better fighter and a more dominant fighter and everything, a more well-rounded fighter. Or is it one like, you remember Inganu versus um, versus Derek Lewis, where he basically stood there and didn't throw a punch for the whole fight, right? One of those two situations will happen. Um, And I think if you're Bryce Mitchell, or if you're someone around Bryce Mitchell, and you're fighting Danny Ige, your option has to be wrestle, 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 wrestle. And that should be the option anyway. But when you you need it, you should do it. And I think another matchup maybe for Bryce Mitchell, he mightn't have done it. He might he might be as inclined to do it as he can see Ige. But I actually think Ige matchup, although it's a difficult enough fight, and I, I give Ige a chance, right? But it's almost a good matchup because he will be forced to wrestle. Now, he should be forced to wrestle in every fight in terms of his game planning. But this one, I think, will be one of them. And my only worry for him would be if he, if he, you know, got away from the wrestling a little bit or wasn't confident enough. And, and confident is the word because it's all about confidence. You have to be confident enough to wrestle, but also confident enough to continue to wrestle. Uh, and if he is, I think he will. Now, if he isn't, I think Ega will beat him up on the feet. But I'm banking on that, and that's why I'm going for it at minus one seven five. Uh, right, we'll uh, we'll finish off the, the UFC bets here, and then we'll move on to um, uh, to the Bellator bets. Again, here my third bet of the week. This is a real feel bet. <coughs> my third bet of the week is uh, Jay Collier. At plus one twenty uh, to beat uh, Mo Usman, um, and the feel on this is just one of watching Usman a few times and thinking this guy is—he's just not great. Now, is Collier a great fighter? You know, absolutely not. But he's—I think he's a good fighter, right? I think he's a good fighter. I don't know could I say the same about Usman. Um, now, look, he's won. He's two fights in the UFC, and he knocked out Zach Puega, uh, Punga, I believe is it pronounced. And he, you know, he got a decision over over Junior Taffa, and that was, you know, that was a good win and a bit of a better performance. But I just, everything I've watched from him so far is kind of like, he's fallen over, 
on his shots. He's just looking for that power. It's it's going to be a kind of a turning point in a fight that wins him rounds and things, especially the Punga fight. And I think that's that's a fight right where he was losing badly, could have got finished, and then landed that one big shot. Um, and look, that's always going to be a possibility uh, at heavyweight. You know, I get as well. Look, Charles Barnett knocked out Collier a couple of fights ago. It's look, of course, it's going to be a possibility. I just think. I, I just think Collier, if he's anywhere smart at all, will just kind of jab him up and outwork him. And what I mean by outwork, I don't mean like put on like a, a cardio clinic over three rounds or whatever, but just like touch him, touch him, touch him, get your combinations going and just avoid the big shots he's thrown. And you should win the fight if you do that, in my opinion. Now, like Usman like his brother is a really good athlete and he has that big power and he can turn things around at one stage but like when I see a fighter plus 120 and I think this guy is a way better fighter than the other guy it's very hard for me to turn that around or turn that down um look Collier as well you know betting on a guy who has lost what, four, uh, four of his last five fights is never a good thing, right? It's never a wise thing, and I never would normally do it, probably. Um, but in this one, it's just a little bit different. Again, it's a feel one. I just feel like Usman isn't going to be a top fighter, um, and I feel like he's going to get stopped in his tracks by someone like Collier. Now, maybe it won't be Collier, and if you're out there listening to this and you think, what are you talking about, Sean? Collier doesn't have the ability to do that. Absolutely don't bet in it then. Absolutely don't bet in it. But I think it's coming. And I think a fight like this will be um will be a real sticking point over the next while for Usman. And my call is that it's gonna happen this Saturday night. So plus one twenty, Jay Collier. Right. Uh the fourth bet of the week before we get to the uh special parallel flyer of the week. Um this one is from Bellator. And I'm going for Sinead Kavanagh to win over Sarah Collins. And she is minus 150. Uh, this price, again, has moved around a little bit. Started at minus 150, went out to... Um, was it close to minus 160? I'm looking here, it was minus 156. And he went back in to 153 and now into minus 150 uh, again. So it is moving around. Not massively, but it's moving around a little bit. Um... I, just, I think this is a very interesting fight and the reason I'm the reason I'm going for Sinead Kavanagh is experience right and she is and and not just experience oh she's more fights she has experienced fighters like Sarah Collins before and fought him and beat him like she fought Leah McCord she got injured and she beat her like Leah you know big and strong like Sarah Collins uh, probably bigger and stronger but with like that judo background and all of that as well and people, I, I need to say this. I said it on the preview as well, but I'm going to say it again. Sinead Kavanaugh's record, I think, is it? Let me just look here. It's nine and five. But her record could really be a lot better than that. Right. Okay. She lost the cyborg fair and square, but Leslie Smith, I think that one robbery of the year in a couple of places. You know, Janae Harding was a cut, very unlucky. She went down and she beat her after that again. Um, the Blinko and Razafarian fights. Both close split decision. Uh, one was a split decision, but both very, very close. She lit- she literally could have won both of those fights. She should have won the Leslie Smith fight. 
like, okay, the Janine Harding fight was called fair enough, right? You take that away, you turn that and around, and her record is is suddenly what twelve and two, and there's a very different gleam to it. And that's you know, that's probably what it should be, or maybe eleven and three, right? At worst. And I think people would look at Sinead Cavanagh a little bit differently then and look at her career a little bit differently. Um, and she's a very good fighter. A very, 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 very good fighter. Uh, I spoke about Collier losing four of his last fights. She's won four of her last fights. And she's beaten all of the best people who were in Bellator at the time. Aside from Chris Cyborg, she's beaten Gina Harding, as I mentioned, beaten Liam McCourt, as I mentioned, uh, Katrina Lair, she's beaten, and she beat Olga Rubin as well. She should have beaten... Leslie Smith before that and it should be five of the last six but that, that's it anyway you know the, 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 the look kind of has turned for her over the last few years um, and you know since 2019 the only person to beat her is Chris Cyborg and I think she deserves a little bit more respect for that you know she's 37 years of age now as well this is the time if you know she wins this and gets back and gets maybe another shot at Cyborg I don't know if Cyborg maybe is retired or whatever maybe she gets another uh, title shot we'll see what the crack is with Bellator still around but this is a massive fight for her like as well this could this might be the last fight for all of these Irish fighters in Dublin you never know you know ne- you really never know so this is a massive fight for Sinead Kavanagh. And she is someone in the past who's always risen to the occasion. You know, she's, what is it, a five-time national boxing champion. She's used to it. She rises to the occasions. And she always does well. Like, Collins will come in, and she'll try to take her down, and she'll try to wrestle her. She'll try to use her judo trips against her. But I remember talking to Sinead before uh, one of the recent fights. And, she, you know, she, I think it was even on here, maybe, on, on Sherdog. And she kind of said, you know, oh, right, I've been fighting in MMA now for... How many years? Eight, nine years uh, as an amateur and, and as a pro. Like, do you not think I learned a bit of take on the fence? Do you not think I learned a bit of wrestling? And like, it's showed in her last few fights. She absolutely has that. And I think against someone, uh, and I said experience before, so she's experienced people like, um, uh, like Sarah Collins before. But also like the other part of the experience, having a lot of fights. And being there and doing that, and, you know, in the big tree arena crowd as well. She's the top Irish fighter on the card as well, which will bring an added roar, I suppose, to her. Um, I, Sarah Collins hasn't felt that before, and she hasn't experienced that. And that's something that takes a round or two to get over, you know. So I think it's... Um, I, I, I'm back in Sinead Kavanagh here. I, I like the price at minus 150. I like the matchup. She can stop that takedown. And... You know, I said it before with Bryce Mitchell. Fighters like that, if you can stop the takedown, that that fighter has to continue to go takedown, 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 takedown. They have to. Now, Collins is not a bad striker as well, don't get me wrong, but if she stops going for the takedown and turns it into a boxing or kickboxing match against Sinead Kavanagh, that's not a good time. You know, she's literally, she's meeting a five-time national boxing champion in a country where women's boxing is pretty good. You know, we've got two gold medalists, over the last, uh, you know, over the last while, one of the you know the greatest female boxer of all time in Katie Taylor and you know Kelly Harrington, who uh, Sinead Kavanagh came up, but she was right there with them. You know, it was only politics that turned her away from boxing and put her to MMA. Sinead Kavanagh can box, and um, I think if it turns into a boxing match, I, I think that minus one fifty price looks very, very, very good. Now, having said that, as well, right, I'll, I'll put this out there. I think Sarah Collins is the future division. She is a very, 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 very good fighter. But this might be a little bit too soon. Might be a little bit too soon. So minus 150, Sinead Kavanagh. 
Right. Um, I am going to move on to the flyer. And the flyer this week is a parlay, as I mentioned. I it, This parlay is around plus 3.30, plus... The prices are kind of moving and flowing. Um, I, I'm looking at it right now at the moment. It's plus 3.26. But by the time maybe this video comes out, by the time the event happens, it might be uh, a little bit different. But that's what it is right at the moment. So it is a five-fight parlay. And I'm going for Burnell, Barnoui, Kenny Mokahana, Peter Quilly, and Asela Juge to win their fights at Bellator. Um, obviously, I'm not going to give a massive breakdown on, on all of them here, but maybe a, a quick look at um, at those fights. I I think the, the Burnell fight against uh, Daniel Weichel is a very winnable fight for him, I think. Uh, I think his wrestling is going to be too good for Vichel. I think when he gets the fight to the ground, his jiu-jitsu is going to be way too good. And I actually think he can probably win the fight on the feet as well. He just needs to maybe stick and move a little bit more than he has in recent fights. Uh, and I think he should be okay there. Um, the second bet was um, Barnoui, who's fighting J.J. Wilson. Again, J.J. Wilson, a good, well-rounded fighter, but Barnoui, I think a little bit more well-rounded. Again, with a little bit of speciality. He's very good on the ground. A lot of fights as well, 25 fights into his career. Um, I, I think I was very surprised to see him um, to see him lose to Bryn Primus, I'm, if I'm being honest. And like, he has lost fights in the past. Matthias Gambert, as I mentioned earlier on, even Bushinger. And he's bounced back from them and won very well in the fights afterwards. So I, he has shown that, you know, we've talked about Bryce Mitchell. Uh, he has shown that in the past. Um, and I think he will bounce back and I think he will do it here uh, as well. The third bet, Kenny McCann. Now, this is the kind of the closest bet, minus 275. As a straight-up bet, I probably wouldn't do it because his opponent, Josh O'Connor, is um, is a very good fighter. Um, but I, I do think Kenny will have enough to come through it. I think he has improved and improved and improved an awful lot over the last while. Um, I think he'll just, just get the upper hand on Josh in the first round or the first goings of the round. And I think once Kenny's on top, it's very hard to turn around against him. And I think that's what happened. I think he'll just get on top and stay on top in that fight. And not necessarily on top in terms of position, but on top in terms of the goings of the fight. Um, the next one is Queely. Now, the Queely one is interesting. Obviously, Queely's coming off of a few losses. I just I, I just think this is very good matchmaking by the UFC in terms of getting Queely back on the road, uh, you know, to where they want him, a massive draw for them and all that. He's finding Danielle McKelly, who is not, you know, he's a good fighter. He throws these wild kicks and he's a good wrestler and all of that. I just think Queely, if he puts the pace on him, um, lands a few of those jabs, you know, Michelle's last five times, all five by knockout. I think that pace... Put a bit of power on him. I, I think Queely can get the finish here now. It depends. You know, Queely's talked about. He's had a lot of injuries and a lot of tough times over the last while. You know, this this is this is the one I kind of thought about a little bit more. I do believe if Queely can produce, you know, a good percentage of what he we have seen from him at his best, I, I do think he'll win the fight. But, you you know, sometimes you just never know. Sometimes you just never know. But I'm throwing that in there anyway. And in a cell as huge, minus 400, um... Like I said it a few times, his opponent, uh, Ikrim Alfaq Al Hassan. Um, you know, I don't know a lot about him. There isn't a lot of of tape out there on him. Uh, the bits I have seen, look, he looks like a good striker. Um, and you know, he is. I think he's a buggy choke winner as well. So you know, he can fight. Uh, he he can fight. 
He can definitely fight. I just think Gasell is so well-rounded. It's such a good striker. And I'm telling you, everyone I talk to coming out of SPG, they're all saying, Asel, 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 he is the guy. He is, you know, if you want a world champion coming out of SPG, Asel is the guy. And I listen to that. I'm no fool. You know, I'm going to listen to that. And and uh, I think throwing him in there as part of this parlay is uh, is wise. So, uh, Burnell, Barnoui, Mukahana, Quili, and Ajuj. Right, that is it. Those, those are five bets. Um... Let's take a quick look at some of the other prices and bets out there. Um, let's start at the UFC. Uh, straight up prices again on, on, on Fiziev and Gamrat. They're moving around a little bit. Minus 150 for Fiziev, uh, plus 120 for uh, for Gamrat. Recording this obviously a little bit early, so there are, are all of the um, the uh, prop bets and stuff aren't out yet. So I'll just, I'll just stick to the money line bets for, for this week. Um, uh, do you know what that Mitchell Mitchell bet against Danny gets? One of those ones where I, you know, and I've given Mitchell as my bet, right? And I think next week, if I didn't give it as my bet and Mitchell won, I'd be like, why didn't I give it? But also looking at that eager price, I'm like, oh, why did I give it? Maybe if he wins, but that look, that's what betting is all about. Um, Rodriguez and and, and Watterson Gomez, I I think that price of minus three fifty is just about right for Rodriguez. Love this Fialo means fight. Um, Fialo being minus two two five. I like. I actually believe in him. I think he's a very good fighter, uh, but he hasn't produced it over the last while. Plus one six three on means, you know. I think that's a bit big, to be honest. I do think Fiala should be favoured, but I think it probably should be closer to maybe plus 150, you know, than, um, than plus 225. And I actually see in one book here, he's plus one, sorry, sorry, minus 150. Um, he's minus 180 here on one book. So, you know, that's that's closer to accurate. But if, like, I don't know if I'd be back in means. I see he's plus 165 here. Mm, it's a di- I'd nearly avoid that one honestly I'd avoid that fight uh, I like Brian Battler minus 200 against AJ Fletcher um, I like Charles Jordan against uh, Ricardo Hamas at uh, minus uh, 138 Miles John is an underdog against Dan Arqueta uh, we sp- spoke about Collier versus Usman Brundish and Malkoon as well Malkoon's a big favourite there and I think that's a, that's definitely right at minus 450 Hannah Goldie's the underdog against uh, Mizaku Inoue and um, Rindon and uh, Vidal uh, has Vidal as the favourite there right Bellator uh, I haven't spoken about the main event here in Bellator in the betting show yet but Fabian Edwards Johnny Eblen plus 275 Fabian minus 400 for Eblen um, I'm. I wouldn't bet on this to be honest. Um, I think that minus four hundred. Look, it's probably about right, but I, at the same time, I was go- I was going like I was thinking about throwing into my parlay, but didn't. Um, I just wonder. I I just wonder how this fight will go to be honest. Um, I wonder can Fabian stop a few takedowns. You know, he's a very good guy, obviously, to prepare for it. And his brother, Leon. Um, I'm just very interested to see how that fight goes. I do think Eblen will win, but I don't I don't like that price. I don't, I don't like I understand it, but I don't like it. Um, uh, we, we spoke about Vichel and Burnell. Uh, Coachelli against ha- Sabah Hamasi. This is one of the underdog prices I was looking at as well. Plus 200 for Hamasi. Um, look, that Brendan Ward fight was probably... Uh, the reason he is that and I think it's you know it is justified but if that fight hadn't happened I think it'd be a lot closer than that but it did so it's okay 
Peak on Carvalho, another fight I I um I mentioned earlier, but haven't talked about in terms of the betting. Minus eight hundred plus one uh, plus four fifty for Carvalho. I was thinking about plus four fifty Carvalho. He's actually plus six hundred in another place here. I was thinking about that as my flyer because look, I I I'm picking Pico and I do think Pico will win. But how has Pico lost before? Like he's lost early to guys who have power and throw their hands. Like Carvalho is a guy who has good power and throws his hands and is very confident. And I, I, you know, as I said, I think Pico will win and I'm picking Pico. But I don't think Carvalho's without a chance early against the, like against the guy who's shown in the past. Now, okay, you could argue, has he changed? And I think he has, yes. Um, but there's always a chance. There's always a chance. Um, Magomed Sharapov versus Nijelski. Plus 350 for Nijelski, minus 549 uh, for uh, Magomed Sharapov. If you were to take this back a couple of fights ago, I think people would be snapping the hand off in Jelski at that price. Uh, but again, his last couple of performances, not amazing. This is on short notice as well. Uh, so I probably would avoid. Derek Kelly's minus 1,000 for his fight. Charlie Ward is uh, is the underdog, surprisingly enough here. Plus 175, minus 250 for uh, Gregory Babin. I do. I, I think that's an even enough fight, um, to be honest. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and seeing, you know, Charlie in, in front of the home crowd, uh, hometown crowd as well, is uh, is going to be uh, it's going to be big. Karen Clark, big favorite against his, uh, you know inexperienced opponent in Gorney uh, he's minus 649 Luca Pilat Feraldo that's one of the standout fights on the card for me maybe going a little bit under the radar Piclad uh, minus he's the favourite minus 125 against Fernaldo minus 105 um, probably go for Feraldo there to be honest uh, I, I like that prize we spoke about Wilson Barnaway we spoke about Michele, uh Quealy as well as the Asel as usual and the Mokahana fight Luke Trainer's on this card as well minus 450 uh, his opponent was like 14 and 1 I think um, I do like Trainer, but still minus 450 for a guy who isn't that experienced I probably probably wait until the next fight to back that I do think he will win but yeah, I don't like that price too much. Davy Galan is on the card, minus 200. Brian Moore is uh, is the underdog, plus 105, minus 130. I think they have that just about right there in that. I was going to put Moore as one of my bets at that price. Uh, but, I, you know, moving up at 145, it's going to be tough. I interviewed him a few weeks back about it, and it's like, you know, it's it's a risk going up there. But, you know, and Brian Moore is, is a guy... You know, I, I think a lot of people believe in with a, with a lot of uh, of reason. So uh, be interested to see that fight in Cioli and Diben. Cioli is the favorite at minus one seven nine. All right, everyone, those are the bets for the week. Let me just quickly recap them before we go. Fiziev plus uh, sorry minus one fifty minus one seven five from Mitchell Collier plus one twenty. Shane Kavanagh minus one fifty, and in the parlay at plus three two six. Burnell Barnaby Mukana Quili. And a cellar juice. All right, everyone. Uh, if you're at Bellator, come up to me, say hello. Uh, I'm looking forward to going there, and a lot of people have bought tickets and around the way. So if there are any Sheehan Show fans out there, let me know, and uh, we will uh, we'll have a bit of a chat, and we'll we, you know we'll watch a few fights, and they're going to be um, they're going to be pretty fun this week. All right, everyone. Thank you very much for tuning in. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. My name is Sean Sheehan for Sherdog.com. I'll see you all next time.